The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. The customer is always right. Yep, the customer is always right, right? What if they get enough uh, DGAF money? That's when you make so much money that you can do whatever you want, like Dave Chappelle just did with his comedy special, dropping bombs of truth all over the place because he's got the I don't give up bleep money. He's got that money. But what if corporations, businesses, what if they get that money? What if they get to that level where what once was the customer is always right gets turned on its head to where what if the customer is doing something wrong, he will have no business with us. (laughs) Sounds crazy, but we're seeing that. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. This is the crazy part. You know, you hear these stories. I remember hearing a story about Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's high-level high clothing place, expensive clothing. It opened up a shop in this one location that used to be a tire store. And an older gentleman came in with his tire, said, hey, I, I want this tire replaced. This is where I bought it. They're like, dude, this is Nordstrom's. We don't sell tires. Well, the manager went above and beyond to go get a tire and replace it for the customer because customer service meant that much. The customer was always right. You know, if you followed international business, they always said, well, you know, you go above and beyond to make those customers feel at home and connected and taken care of to the point where over the last 10 years, probably late 2000s, early 2000s, somewhere in there, um, where any complaint would be rectified by the company. They would go above and beyond for any stupid complaint to the point where people were abusing it. But now we're at a different level. And, it's, and what I'm going to say is going to sound crazy. It's not as crazy as, uh, say, Beto O'Rourke filming himself, flipping, making a you know, double stack whopper on an English muffin. While he's out there saying, we only got 12 years left, 10 years. And the media is out there supporting his claims, saying, well, if we just ate less meat, then we could save. This is from CNN. For those wondering how they could save the rainforest, the answer may be simple. Eat less meat. Yeah, it's crazy. They're talking about in The Economist. Well, you know, rich countries are more vegetarian and and countries like China that are that are more poor. Uh, where the, the population is more poor, they're eating more meat, and this is damaging the environment, and the rainforest is burning out there, and they're going to all complain about meat, while the guy who's carrying the torch for the climate change in his campaign is cooking a, bur- a double stack with meat. So it's not going to be that crazy. It's not going to be as crazy as, say, the New York Times saying the sugar that saturates the American diet has a barbaric history as the white gold that fueled slavery. It was the introduction of sugar slavery in the new world that changed everything. And then we get this 1619 project that we talked about by the Washington Post 
trying to make the case that the real America founding happened right down the street from me at Fort Monroe when the uh, slaves, the, uh, the, the slave ships came to America. 1607, nah, that didn't happen. 1585, the lost colony down there in North Carolina, that didn't happen either. It was 1619 when those slave ships came in. So it's not going to be as crazy as that kind of stuff. <laughs> but one of the things that we have to look at is socialism is not going to be implemented in the traditional sense where we think somebody like Hillary Clinton is going to get voted into office. Next thing you know, they're going to take over the means of production. They're going to implement all these social you know, programs. No, it's going to be done a different way. They know they can't amend the Constitution. They know they can't take your guns away from, from you know, the constitutional amendments. They've tried millions of times. They know what steps a constitutional convention would take so what do they do? They're going to do it in the free market. So they're going to enrich themselves using capitalism. Then they're going to kick the door shut when they've got enough don't give a bleep money. And then they're going to only do business with people who have their political beliefs. And I've got some examples that I'm going to get into, but it's going to be a decentralized effort. It's going to be on a business to customer relationship between business and business and business. The interesting part is, even though it's going to be decentralized, just like the left does all of their insinuous, uh, insidi insidious kind of uh, actions, they do it on a decentralized level, making little 501c4s here, 501c4 there. We can't see where the money flows. It's out there to do this action and fight this battle and this battle, but there's a puppet master that they can't really put their hands on they're going to do the same thing. They're doing it with tech. They're doing it with payment processing. They're going to do this. And if you think about it, remember when we talked about Facebook, Twitter, all these individuals coming from the political venues, the political arena, and stepping in to positions of prominence in Netflix, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So it's going to be implemented on a decentralized level that the Constitution can not really affect so much because what are they going to say? You're in my house. This is my business. I can do business with the customers I want to do. And if you're a customer that wears a red MAGA hat, well, we'll just shut down your speech. We're not going to let you do business with us. You're not going to be able to buy a firearm because we don't think you should have firearms, even though the Constitution says so. You go get that funding from everyone else. Oh, what? Everyone is on the same page as us? Bank of America, Citigroup, all of them? Well, I guess you're SOL. So we need to look at the tea leaves. We need to see the trends, and we need to look ahead to see that 5G is going to run a lot of things. <laughs> it's going to have your refrigerator ordering things for you. It's going to have you know, your thermostat turned up and down. But what happens if that gets abused because you don't, pull the right political levers. You have different beliefs. You get on Facebook and you let your voice be heard about what you believe in. And next thing you know, you're economically destroyed. You're shoved out of the marketplace. <laughs> you know, your Google uh, home and your Alexa are listening to everything you say. And if you say anything patriotic or even Christian, then they're just going to, they're going to report that back. <laughs> I mean, it's a great, it's, it's interesting that those particular Pieces of technology, the Alexa and the Google Home, started out at a price point that was so attractive. What, 20, 30 bucks? 
Yeah, let's get it in every home. Great idea. Maybe maybe your ring doorbell will be used against you. I mean, I, it sounds crazy to say these things, but look at it. It's happening in, in various different levels. The, the social credit scores that we talked about in our China uh, episode, where we, discu- we discussed the destruction of the megachurches in China and the, and the boycotts on Bibles being shipped in and the social credit score, which was like a Black Mirror episode where if you do not comply to the things they want, your credit score goes down and then you can't fly, you can't leave the country, you can't get hotel rooms, you're basically an outcast of society. We have groups that are working on that here in the United States, Silicon Valley. And I'm going to get into an article on the other side of the break that are, you know, on the other side of the um, of the spot that's going to really blow your mind because they're working on this and it's and it's in various different ways. It's not again, it's not all coordinated together. It's not one little thing, but just everybody's on the same page magically. You know, Democracy Alliance had been putting out the charge a while back that um, if Donald Trump was elected and it wasn't just Donald Trump, if a Republican was elected. So don't think that this is just, you know, hyper hyperbolic uh, panic for Trumpers. This is across the board. Any Republican that would have won up against Hillary for the most part would be getting this treatment, but that if they won, they would, they would have to take radical action on multiple levels. And so we've seen radical action with Antifa. That's their Hamas Hezbollah hit squad. We've seen radical bureaucratic takeovers with the FBI, the DOJ. We've seen um, cultural attacks with Hollywood. You know, uh, every award show has to be a statement on, you know, against Trump and against Republicans and everything down the line. I mean, Bill Maher out there praising David Koch's death. I mean, we didn't praise Ted Kennedy's death. We're not out there praising Hillary Clinton's uh, brother's death. We actually were very sympathetic to her because we understand the political arena is the political arena. There is still a human arena. They don't because they look at us as scum of the earth. They look at us as a scourge on what society should be, even though what they want society to be has people windsurfing away from it. And I got a video. I'll play a little bit of that where a guy windsurfed his way from Cuba. So I think we need to take in a couple of things. Socialism being implemented through the, through the free market capitalist system, which we really don't have a true free market system. It's all, but anyways, socialism is going to be implemented by big business and it's going to be borderless. And we may not be able to windsurf our way out of it. Now there is a company out there who does have your best interest at hand. They don't want to use the power that they have in your patronage against you. San Francisco just banned the words offender and addict while changing convicted felon to justice-involved person. And when you ban words, you can't define right and wrong, good and evil. Once you ban words, you can ban ideas. And that's exactly what the left is trying to do. Patriot Mobile was created to give conservatives a voice both literally and in preserving our great nation. While big mobile companies subsidize leftist causes that erode our values, our rights, our country, Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company donating to the causes you believe in. With plans as low as $25 a month, get nationwide service 
with U.S.-based customer service. And that's why we've made the switch here at Mojo 5.0, and so have thousands of patriots just like you. Right now, get a Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. It includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, and a high-quality camera, and much more. Switching is easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash mojo50. That's patriotmobile.com slash mojo50. Select your plan and save $180 on a brand new Moto Z3 Play today. So the big tech rollout of social credit scoring, things like that, these things are all decentralized. Companies are doing little things on their own, and they're not being done to be insidious. They're not trying to go out and suppress people. They're actually little additions and addendums to their service that make them look a little bit more inviting to the public. But the problem is we know where these things can go. And Fast Company actually has an article. Uh-oh, Silicon Valley is building a Chinese-style um, social credit system. They said, have you heard about China's social credit system? It's a technology-enabled, surveillance-based nationwide program designed to nudge citizens towards better behavior. Basically, the, uh, China, you have to open up an app, you have to at least fill out questionnaires about how, what are your thoughts and feelings of the Chinese government. If you don't do that, you automatically lose social credit scores. Um, it can affect whether or not you can book a hotel room, whether or not you can fly. Whether, I mean, it's crazy whether or not you can travel, leave the country. And Fast Track or Fast Company is trying to make the point that it can happen here based on some of these things that are, that are happening in Silicon Valley. Said many Westerners are disturbed by what they read about China's social credit system but su such systems, it turns out, are not unique to China. A parallel system is developing in the United States, in part as a result of Silicon Valley and technology in industry user policy, and in part by surveillance of social media activity by private companies. So insurance companies. Insurance companies are actually taking a look at your Instagram and seeing if you're skydiving, maybe you're doing some risky behavior, and they're jacking up prices. Listen to this. New York State Department of Financial Services announced earlier this year that life insurance companies can base premiums on what they find in your social media post. That Instagram pic showing you teasing the grizzly bear at Yellowstone in a, with a martini in one hand and a bucket of cheese fries in the other and a cigarette in your mouth could cost you. On the other hand, a Facebook post of you showing yourself doing yoga might save you some money. So they're taking it upon themselves to look into your social media post and changing your rates based on your lifestyle activity. Then there's Patron Scan. See, this company comes across with good intentions. It's a kiosk, desktop, and handheld system that is designed to help bars, restaurant owners manage. They want to, they want to manage the customers. Basically, what they what they do is they record fake IDs. They spot troublemakers. From the article, when customers arrive at a Patron Scan using Bar. Their ID is scanned. The company maintains a list of objectionable customers designed to protect venues from people previously removed for fighting, sexual assault, drugs, theft, and other bad behavior. A public list is shared among all patron scan customers. So someone who's banned in one bar in the U.S. is potentially banned in all bars in the U.S., the U.K., Canada, anyone that uses the patron scan system for at least up to a year. So... What we have to think of is what happens if it's a situation like Gavin McGinnis dealt with in that bar, was it called Griffin? 
I think it's in, I can't remember if it was in New York or not. Him and the Proud Boys go in there. All they're doing is wearing their MAGA hats. And next thing you know, they've got people running to the bouncer, to the manager, telling them they need to be kicked out because they're white nationalists. Does that get you on the patron scan on the list? Does that get you kicked out? Your political beliefs? Now, they're fighting that. I think it might have been in California. They're fighting that, and I think they're doing quite well in that department because of regulations on the books that actually were designed because of a Nazi incident years before. But, yeah, they, who knows where this goes? Of course, Uber and Airbnb, you know, everybody knows that if you use those services that they can turn around and rate you as a customer. We used Airbnb pretty recently when we went up to a wedding up in Williamsburg. Stayed at a nice little place, and the owner, we didn't, we didn't even meet the owner. We just, they gave us the code, we went in, we were able to check out, everything, sheets were nice, everything was uh, done up clean, it, and then they rated us, said we were great, a great couple, great, great patrons. So, I mean, you know, if you're going to be respectful of other people's property, you probably won't have this be an issue. You know, if, you, if you're clean and, and uh, you know, don't smell and you're getting in the back of an Uber and you're not pestering the driver, he's probably going to rate you pretty well. But what happens if it gets political? Everything's getting politicized. What happens if it gets political? You know, and then there's the WhatsApp. You can be banned from communications from apps, too. For example, you can be banned from uh, being on WhatsApp if too many other users block you. You can also get banned from sending spam, threatening messages, trying to hack or reverse engineer a WhatsApp, or using the service with an unauthorized app. WhatsApp is small potatoes in the United States, but in much of the world, it's the main form of electronic communication. Not being allowed to use WhatsApp in some countries is as punishing as not being able to use the telephone system in America. You know, that's one of the things we have to look at. What if, you know, it went back to the days of Graham, you know, Graham, what, Ma Bell? You know, what, what if it went back to those days and they said, well, you don't vote the right way, so we're just not going to give you a phone. That's the whole platform versus, you know, publisher thing with, with Twitter and Facebook and all of those different outlets. You know, if, if they're going to ban somebody because they think that they're white nationalist or racist, well... They should be a publisher. But if they're going to be a platform, that's essentially saying, well, we're not going to allow you to have a phone line because you're a racist and we don't like we don't like your political views. Yeah, that's not going to work out too well, is it? So we really need to be worried about where tech is going. When you get 5G, when you get AI, artificial intelligence, I mean, I'm already seeing these videos, Bill Hader turning into Tom Cruise, and you can't even tell the difference. This chick from Glow, that show on Netflix about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling back in the eighties, which there were some hotties in there um, back in the day. Uh, they've superimposed Jim Carrey's face on her and it looks really bizarre, but you couldn't tell it was superimposed. It it's seamless. Those deep fakes, people using voices like there's a Jordan Peterson app out there where you can call in and have Jordan Peterson's voice say what you're thinking. These things can all be issues and can be used against us. And we really need to look into how these kind of technological advances can be pushed against people like us. And we really need to keep an eye on it because it could go down that road. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, 
four different colors, white, black, yellow, even camouflage. Look, if you're going out on the lake doing some fishing, it's beach weather. Maybe you're going camping with the kids. Maybe you're in the Boy Scouts. Maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site. For those people that work with you, this thing will keep your items cool for hours. Spring, summer, right around the corner, picnicking, outdoor season is upon us, boys and girls. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar-esque, sturdy, rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. So now that we've talked about big tech taking it upon themselves to shift behavior and how that could eventually turn into be a very detrimental thing to conservatives based on the political climate that we have in the country where you know you can you can get away with anything if you're on one side right James Comey you can't get rid of anything uh can't get away with anything if you're on the other for wearing a maga hat so the epoch times has an interesting story 10 ways big tech can shift millions of votes in the November elections without anyone knowing. Authorities in the UK have finally figured out that fake news stories and Russian-placed ads are not the real problem. The UK Parliament is about to impose stiff penalties, not on the people who place their ads or write the stories, but on the big tech platforms that determine which ads and stories people actually see. Parliament's plan will almost surely be energized by the lack of uh, the latest leak of damning material from inside Google's Fortress of Secrecy, which now Google's placing a totalitarian uh, policy that politics cannot be spoken about or even bandied about within the workplace. <laughs> Pretty amazing. It always goes down to that, doesn't it? So the Wall Street Journal recently reported on emails exchanged among Google employees in January 2017 in which they strategize about how to alter Google search results and other imperial experiences to counter President Trump's newly imposed travel ban. The company claims that none of these plans were ever implemented, but who knows? While U.S. authorities have merely held hearings, EU authorities have taken dramatic steps in recent years to limit the powers of big tech, most recently with comprehensive law that protects the user's privacy. You know, the, the general data pr uh, protection regulation and a whopping $5.1 billion fine against Google for monopolistic practices in the mobile device market was levied on them. Last year, the European Union also levied a $2.7 billion fine against Google for filtering and ordering search results in a way that favored their own products and services. And what's really interesting is there have been reports about one incident where it was, I guess somebody was looking at pro-life issues. They Google searched it. I think it was somebody from Salon or Slate or The Atlantic, one of those leftist Vox type propagandist outlets. And she was looking up abortion stories and all these pro-life stories came up. She contacted Google and within a half hour, the search results were reordered to where it was nothing but pro-abortion material. They go on to say in the article, as, of, uh, as years of research I've been conducting on online influence has shown, 
content per se is not the real threat these days. What really matters is, A, which content is selected for users to see, and B, the way that the content is ordered in search results, suggestions, news feeds, message feeds, and comment lists, and so on, are where the real power is. That's where <laughs> the power lies to shift opinions, purchases, votes, and that is the power held by a disturbingly small group of people. And these people do not like conservatives. They do not like what's happening in the UK with Brexit. They do not like the fact that Hungary has a president who is very pro-nationalist, but not in a bad way. He's just very, you know, very concerned about his country. Brazil, their leaders are getting into it with the G7. Macron wants to give them money, and he's like, no, screw you. I'm not taking your money. It's been a really interesting situation between them. One called one's wife, some names, I don't know. But if you're pro-patriot, if you're pro-your country, your sovereign nation, you're not to be liked because they want open borders for communism, which is international. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. So this week, there was some issues with justice. A lot of things happened that we really thought were going to lead to bigger things, and they may still. It's hard to say, but right now, not looking so hot. One of the things that we found out, um, the inspector general, in his search into the illegal spying by the FBI and the DOJ into uh, the Donald Trump campaign and even the transition team into the presidency into the administration, um, the, one of the aspects of the spying was how the media received documents from the FBI, some of which were classified or supposedly. And so they were investigating James Comey, who was the FBI director at the time. Now, James Comey's been out there on his sanctimonious Twitter tirades with him hanging out in the, in the trees, out in the Redwood Forest, you know, looking up at the sky, giving some Jack Handy Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. Maybe we should call it Deep Thoughts by James Comey. Why is the dove considered the symbol of peace? Why isn't it the pillow? It has more feathers, just doesn't have that dangerous beak. I mean, the guy's an idiot. He's out there always trying to be above the fray. But really, he's just a hack. And so what they looked into was they wanted to see if he violated releasing classified information to somebody who shouldn't have classified information. And the report came out, because we have another uh, IG report, another in, uh, Inspector General report from Horowitz coming out later in the month. And that's supposed to be the big one. But, I mean, do you really think anything's going to happen? I've kind of given up. They've all but said, yeah, James Comey, Eh, he violated some procedures and policies, but eh, we're not going to investigate him. So, of course, another person doesn't get investigated and or doesn't get the hand of justice levied upon him like they should. So I want to read this is actually from Undercover Huber at John W. Huber on Twitter. He actually had a pretty interesting analysis of this. I'm going to read a little bit of his thread, and it'll give you a reason as to why he skated on this and why the DOJ decided they're not going to investigate. But maybe his handling or involvement with the illegal FISAs, all four of them, maybe that'll be 
the, you know, the Achilles heel to James Comey. But Huber goes on to say the IG report on James Comey's out. Quote, report of investigation of former Federal Bureau of Investigation Director James Comey's disclosure of sensitive investigative information and handling of certain memoranda. Comey skates on the leaking of classified information. Quote, we found no evidence that Comey or his attorneys released any of the classified information contained in any of the memos to the members of the media. Since this is the key phrase Comey has latched on to, I'll explain. Comey leaked the contents of a classified memo to his attorneys. His dinner with Trump memo, which is considered memo two in the IG report. One of those attorneys, Mr. Richmond, then leaked the contents of this memo to the New York Times, but supposedly not the classified portions. Mr. Richmond had a security clearance between 2015 and 2017. He quit the FBI in February 2017, but wasn't read out until July 2017, meaning he technically had a clearance when Comey leaked the classified dinner memo, memo number two, over to him in May of 2017 which is located in footnote 66 in the report. So Richmond didn't have a need to know, wasn't even working with the FBI anymore, but he did technically have clearance that hadn't lapsed yet. So Comey just about gets away with giving him classified information. Since memo number two, the dinner with Trump memo was retrospectively classified by the FBI, Comey couldn't have known which parts were classified when he leaked it to Mr. Richmond and company. And they couldn't know either. So it appears to be just dumb luck that Comey's attorney didn't give the classified parts to the New York Times, or if they did, that the New York Times didn't print those parts of memo number two. Despite skating, technically and just barely, on the crime of leaking classified information, the IG rips Comey a new one for his behavior in general. Quote, by disclosing contents of memo four through Mr. Richmond to the New York Times, Comey made public sensitive information or made public sensitive investigation info related to an ongoing FBI investigation he had properly declined to disclose while still FBI director during his March 20, 2017 congressional testimony. Quote, the author unauthorized disclosure of this information, information that Comey knew only by virtue of his position as the FBI director, violated the terms of his FBI employment agreement and the FBI's pre- publication review policy. Members of Comey's senior leadership team used the adjectives surprised, stunned, shocked, and disappointment to describe their reactions to learning that Comey acted on his own to provide the contents of memo number four to through Mr. Richmond to a reporter. The IG also finds Comey violated DOJ and FBI policies by releasing official FBI information to third parties without permission. Comey violated the FBI employment agreement by failing to surrender his memos. Comey improperly designated his memos as personal. They were FBI records. Also, the IG finds that Comey violated executive order 13526 and the intelligence community, the DOJ, and the FBI policies governing marking of classified information by not marking memo three as containing classified information. Former director Comey failed to live up to his responsibility to safeguard sensitive information by using it to create public pressure for official action. Comey set a dangerous example. Comey had several other law lawful options available to him. 
What was not permitted was the unauthorized disclosure of sensitive uh, investigative information obtained during the course of FBI employment in order to achieve a personally desired outcome. Summary. Comey skates on a crime. He leaked memos to his attorneys that contained classified information. One had clearance. One of the attorneys. He directed his attorneys to leak the information to the media. They did leak to the media, but they didn't leak the classified portions of the memos. Comey violated the IC, FBI, DOJ policy, leaked to the media for personal reasons, had other legal options open to him, gave classified information to his attorneys, failed to properly identify classified information in his memos, and didn't surrender his memos, set a dangerous example. Yeah, so we have that happening within our government. And that should shock all of us. (laughs) And what should also be shocking is what's happened on the Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein front. Of course, you know, I've been really following that because I feel as though that that is the doorway to all types of hedonistic, uh, insidious behavior by elites. I mean, there's tons of scientists. MIT was receiving tons of money. Scientists within Boston uh, College and MIT and, and various uh Research and development organizations, AI, of course, Bill Clinton. See, I don't want to focus it strictly on Bill Clinton, although I think maybe his Jeffrey Epstein's handling of how the Clinton Foundation was created might be the real reason why he has all the money he has, because no one can figure out where he, ha- where he made his money. Well, of course, he signs a will just a couple days before his suicide to his brother, and then he signed it on an island that, that in such a way that the victims would not be able to access it, any of, the, of his inheritance, his estate. You know, they, they got camera footage they can't use. <laughs> Cameras weren't on. Guards were sleeping. One of them wasn't even a guard. Noise comes from the cell. I, it all sounds really, really disturbing. And then what do we find out? We find out that this guy, because he died, This guy gets away and his case is closed. And it's it's shocking. So they decide, yeah, he's dead. Let's close the case. You know, if a group of people can elevate themselves to a place where they're insulated to engage in the most hedonistic and self-serving evil activity without consequence, do you think I'll believe it when you tell me that I need to live like a hobbit to save the planet from a one-degree increase in temperature? Are you insane? I mean... Do you think that you can pole vault above any law or legislation, wield the power and force of the government agencies like the FBI and the DOJ against us, and then make me believe I should disarm myself to make the world a safer place, even though I abide by the laws that you're not even held to? This is the reason why the citizenry should be armed under the Second Amendment. This is why red flag laws should be rejected, because the ones who will enforce those laws will have the guns. They will be the ones to magically find you in violation of said laws because they despise you. They think you're a plebe. And guess what? They will be the ones that won't be held to these standards. They don't apply to them. Don't you as an patriotic citizen ever let them chip away at your constitutional rights, even though they aren't held to it. Give up no ground ever. Because that's why they can just take out somebody in broad daylight like a mafia hit because they know too much and they can bring down a ton of people. This is why they can leak information to the New York Times through their attorneys 
and use the power of the government to spy on a private citizen running for public office. These things should bother the hell out of you. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Atron Teal. No, it wasn't made by Tron, but it has a crazy name with incredible results. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, proven to deliver relief from bloating and symptoms related to IBS in over four out of five people. It's made from the most potent polyphenol blends, which are essential for people suffering from autoimmune diseases. Entrantil is broken down by your gut to help your entire body. Entrantil's 90 capsule box is normally $39.95, but when you buy three boxes with our coupon code, you get three months supply of bloating and digestive relief for only $99. Save over $20 on three boxes of Entrantil. So make sure you get over to lovemytummy.com slash mojo, lovemytummy.com slash mojo, and pick up your three boxes of Atron Teal. Joining the program right now is Michael, head librarian from conservativelibrary.com. We haven't had him on in a while. How you doing, Mike? Adrian, it's always a pleasure. How are you, brother? I'm doing pretty good in light of all the craziness that we had this past week with uh, Epstein's case just dissipating, and then you had... uh, James Comey getting a little slap on the wrist. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I'm doing pretty good other than that. Well, they bundled it all in one day. Yeah, I know. They hit us in the face with just complete uh, elitism in one day. See, the problem with Epstein, for example, the reason that case is closed, is it's just like the shooting in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. The biggest mass shooting in the history of the United States. And in two weeks, it's gone and no one discusses anything. Yeah, there are the there is not a single video camera that caught anything in the entire city of Las Vegas, which was really crazy because it's casinos. They've got cameras everywhere. There's cameras on the street. It kills me. And they did show a montage of video footage at one point of him just bringing bags in. But you can't determine if it. I mean, he's been to Vegas a buttload of times, so you don't know if it's all from the same trip or not. What I'm thinking is this. I think that the company that makes the video cameras, all of Las Vegas, makes the video cameras for the prison where Epstein was held, which is why <laughs> they all suck and then apart. Yeah, unusable footage and all. And, you know, I think the security guards all came from the same job placement agency because none of them were around to do or see anything either. Yeah, they were all sleeping. <laughs> well, you know, that's what everyone does. Yeah, you know, when you got a high-profile criminal that... uh is being held in a facility like El Chapo was fill, uh, held at, and he signed uh-huh. his will a couple of days uh, before. You just fall asleep for a couple hours, and the cameras go away. I think right, one of because the because it's only maximum security. Yeah, I mean, who who cares? You know, it's just you can take a break. So, one of the things that really annoys me, and I think it annoys most people like me or you, is the fact that. All these people getting Clinton, all these people being suicided, it's more and more blatantly obvious and in our face. Yeah. Well, you know, my theory about that is it's almost it's it's almost as though the Clintons, if they're the ones behind this one, were were signaling to people because that's what they seem to do. You know, Vince Foster ends up with his body across the street and, uh, you know, somebody uh, living in Huma Abedin's. Or, or actually Anthony Weiner's apartment complex ends up in a trash compactor. You know, it's, it's like they kind of do it in broad daylight 
and do it with Look like what we can do to you. Yes. Yes. It's like it's basically going, ha, we're still going to get away from this. And also look what we can do to those who have information on us. Yes. Just brazen and outright in your face. Almost as brazen as that painting of Bill Clinton <laughs> in Epstein's house. That's such a sexy painting. I mean, come on. He's got a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress sitting in the Oval Office on a chair. Just pointing. You I bet twenty-five. I bet you twenty-five bucks that Clinton sat for that. Oh yeah, I, that's that's the thing. That is, you know, a lot of people think, oh well, you know, it's just an oil painting that this individual put together, and they were surprised to see it in Epstein's house. I wouldn't be surprised if Clinton, you know, after a couple of stogies and a couple of scotches, they're just laughing it up. Look what I can do, and then he sits for it. It would not surprise me in the least. No, I agree with you, and. Who knows? Maybe that's how he dressed whenever he went over to Epstein's <laughs> Island chasing the little kids. <laughs> very, very possible. I don't know. Sit down and have, you know, fake tea parties or something. Gosh. Yeah, that, I've heard. Who was it? I think it might have been Dan Bongino uh, from Fox and his own podcast fills in for Mark Levin from time to time. I think I remember him saying he knows somebody who had said that. They know that there was an act conducted upon him on the Lolita Express midair. You know, he, uh, he's uh, got his mile high club. I, I, I would never take that bet because I would. It, it's just so believable. I put <laughs> nothing past either one of them. Well, and that's the thing. I don't put it past anybody in, in the entire uh, bureaucracy at this point. I mean, James Comey just getting a slap. I mean, I kind of laid out why it can be justified, but. Is anyone going to see justice out of this? So here's the thing. For almost three years, we're just continuously being told, just be patient. Just yeah. be patient. His first term is about up, and we're still told, just be patient. Nope. I don't really have the patience anymore, and I don't think most people do. I don't either, and I don't understand why he's not putting pressure on his end. To be as yes. out outraged as he is all the time about it, I mean, I... I found the tweet. I forgot all about it back when he was saying, oh, my God, the Obama's or Obama administration spied on me, wiretapped me. How come he hasn't really done anything about it? No, I mean, look who he's got as FBI. Christopher Ray leading the FBI. The guy <laughs> is stonewalling just like Jackson. Yeah. And, and the IG Horowitz was implanted by Obama during his reign of terror. Yes. And I'll tell you the, the, the tweet that Trump said that really irked me. It was the one that I think it was yesterday where um, it said James Comey should be ashamed of himself or something stupid like that. I'm like, no, James Comey should be locked up. <laughs> exactly. And, and Ro Rod Rosenstein is out there ripping on Comey. Did you see that? I didn't. Yeah, he's like basically taking uh, policy and procedures uh, sections of it and put them out in tweets and quotes <laughs> about things you shouldn't be doing. And you know, Rosenstein, he signed that, didn't he sign that last FISA? Uh-huh. He's in on it too. And and that's, that's, the, that's the worst, that's the worst one because they had the most information that was hidden at that time. Well, exactly. And hopefully we're going to see something on the actual IG report coming out in the middle of September. But my thing is, um, where does this go? I mean, Andy McCabe, there's talk about him being indicted. Um, there's talk about how Comey, because of the technicalities, they didn't want to pursue this because they didn't want 
to base the case off of something that can be slid out of because of the technicality that something bigger is going to be coming out on him. But I'm not holding my breath. I don't have any faith keep, in it. It's the second time we've been told that. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, oh, it, this 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 is small fry stuff. Let's just wait until something bigger. There, it's there. Trust me. Oh, my God. It's like talking to um, I'm just going to call him BM for bowel movement yeah. on Twitter. who keeps saying, I really know there's something big, but I can't tell you about it. It's like, gee, you think if I wait six months, something big will come up and you can take credit for knowing it. And where's the QAnon people now? I mean, they've, they've all been gone silent. It's like, uh, did QAnon get on 4chan and drop the nuggets about how Comey was going to skate on this? I mean, what in the world? Well, someone better do something to someone. And I know that sounds terrible, but that's it someone needs to go to and not just someone it's like as long as you're a democrat or even a a rhino or part of the establishment you can do anything you want as blatant as you want hell there are books written that document all of the crimes committed and nothing is happening yeah so if this next ig report doesn't involve some and that doesn't result in some indictments then we're just going to call it, you know, incredible gutlessness. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, uh, what's the CEO from Overstock.com? Uh, uh, Peter, I can't remember his last name, Myers or, or Byers. Yeah, the or guy who, yeah, the one said he has all the info. Yeah, he basically was having a relationship with that Maria Butina chick, the Russian who was at the NRA convention and also at the Libertarian convention. And she was taking trips with, you know, Hillary Clinton and Marco Rubio's people, he seems to think, based on the information he knows, that Bill Barr is going to bust this all open. And as usual in this, you know, craziness we have going on, I mean, the Overstock guy? (laughs) I know, of all people. Well, check out what Rudy Giuliani just put out. He said, IG report on Comey shows that the Mueller investigation was in an attempt to remove the president of the United States based on a contrived false charge. With what I know about Ukraine and elsewhere, I am sure that this happened and went higher and lower than Comey. Prosecutions will happen. Do you believe that? Uh, I (laughs) I don't know what to believe. Yeah, I believe that once the Democrats, um, I believe after the election or whenever the Democrats are in power, they're going to start prosecuting people for looking at them wrong or thinking badly. Yeah. I believe that. I believe they're going to take away our First Amendment rights, which they're already openly trying to do, take away our First Amendment rights. They're already openly trying to completely get rid of our Second Amendment and to, to get rid of guns, period. And then with red flag laws, they want to get rid of the Fifth Amendment. They want to get rid of due process. Yes, yes what, because, you know, who needs that? And when you get into First Amendment issues, like especially with tech, you know, there's an interesting thing that's going on that I've been hearing about. Tucker Carlson took issue with Mike Lee. Because Mike Lee had a proposal to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't use the justice system and antitrust laws against, you know, companies over political reasons. And Mike Lee's justification for this was this is opening a Pandora's box yet again. You have to be very careful with these things because it's supposed to be antitrust issues are supposed to be related to consumer issues. And so if you can turn antitrust 
into a political weapon, what's going to happen when the other side gets into power? That's right, because they could turn around and get rid of this podcast. Exactly. Anchor could, you know, and so could uh, platforms like iTunes and, uh, and Stitcher and, you know, and then you're silenced. That's exactly right. And there's too many people being deplatformed as it is. One of the things I still don't get is if a baker is forced to bake a cake, how come people can just willy nilly kick people off of platforms, prevent them from using their transaction or payment uh, platforms, et cetera, et cetera? I don't get it. I thought you had to serve everyone or you could serve no one. Exactly. You know, that was the standard they gave us under the new rules with the bakery, you know, and, or with the with the wax my sack guy, gal, guy, gal, he, her, whatever. He, she, I, well, I, I identify as hey, you or whatever the hell you want. So I tell you, you know, what's really interesting. I talked about it at the very beginning of the show. I actually sat down and watched the Dave Chappelle special, and that is a cultural brush fire because he takes a hammer to all of those things, and it's making people angry, but I think it's hitting a nerve with people who are quiet and have been stuck under these new rules, and I think it's going to move the needle culturally, and everything in politics rolls downstream from culture. That's correct. But he gets into the, the whole he, she, them, they, the pronouns. It's, it's awesome. Definitely worth it, it, a watch. Yeah, that's probably one of the most ridiculous things. Now, in fact, it was funny because I was reading something and talk about, I didn't know what cisgendered means. I, I didn't either. I was like, I'm cisgendered? What? I'm what? I'm just a dude. Well, I wanted to play, I didn't have time in this show. Maybe I'll do it on the next show. But I wanted to play a clip from a video that's going around that I can't make heads or tails of. Because it's a woman who is a lesbian and she has a lesbian lover. But the lesbian lover wants to look like a dude wants to be more butchy, and so I guess that means they're non-binary, and then what that does is that turns the lesbian into a heterosexual, and, and then they try to explain how it's... I don't even know, man. They make no what? sense. But they are the ones pushing the Antifa. They're the ones... I actually saw a tweet where the Swedish military were putting rainbow paint face on, and they said, look at that, the Swedes... Fighting fascism. Of course, she was getting dragged because of the fact that, uh, you know, the Swedes were actually giving minerals to Nazi Germany in the actual fascism (laughs) wave that was going on. But but what was interesting to me is it made my point that what they think is fascism is Christianity and conservatism. They know it's not fascism to them. Fascism is disagreement with them. That's it. Period. And Christianity is simply something that's not allowed, period. Exactly. You can't disagree. You can't be a Christian. Now, it's okay if Muslims throw gays off of a building and kill them. That doesn't count. And by even mentioning it, you're Islamophobic. See, that's the rules. Yeah, those are the new rules. Well, hey, Mike, I appreciate you joining the program. I've only got about 30 seconds left. Um, Tell us where we can find you online. So on Twitter, I'm at good to go Michael. Good, the number two go Michael. And our website is conservativelibrary.com. And Adrian, it's always a pleasure. You have an amazing show, an amazing audience, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Awesome. I appreciate you joining the program, and we'll catch up with you for another longer segment next time around. Thanks. Thanks.
Sponsor for this portion of the program is Combat Flip-Flops. Bad for running, worse for fighting. Combat Flip-Flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demoning. Everything Combat Flip-Flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict, like Afghanistan, Colombia, Laos. And you can check out more about Combat Flip-Flops by checking out the TED Talk by Combat Flip-Flops CEO Matt Griffin on YouTube. You can also use the promo code SLADE25 and you will get 25% off of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com. That's CombatFlipFlops.com. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the show. Listen to us on Mojo Five O Radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio or go to Mojo50.com. Every Wednesday, 10 p.m., you can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m., Sunday morning, midnight. Also, get the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted. And be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Show. Give $2 a month or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Parlor, Convo, Snippy. Search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adrianslade.show.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku streaming channel store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.